Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Miss Adulting. I'm your host, Michaela Smith. And if you are new here, welcome. On this podcast, we discuss all of the wonderful and terrible and crazy things that happen in life for me in my early 20s. This podcast will hopefully serve you as a guide and a safe space for navigating the uncertainties, the misfortunes, the successes, and the many other things that come with adulting. With that being said, this podcast will also show you that anything you want or desire in this life, you can have. You just need the right mindset and a little push. A lot of my episodes are centered around creating good habits, living a productive lifestyle, and taking care of your mind. You'll also hear episodes about actual adulting and living life as a young adult. Whether you're in school or not, there are so many things that I've learned and I'm still learning, and I just want to share it with you in order to help you. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a rating and a review and share. It helps push the podcast out to others, and I would love to continue to grow my community and my audience. Also, be sure to follow me on my socials. The links and usernames are in the show notes. Now, with that being said, thank you for being here, and let's get started. All right. Yeah, I got a little intro going. I think I'm going to pre-record it and add it into each episode just to add even more structure. And, you know, for anyone that is listening for the first time, they need to know exactly what they're getting into. So thank you for listening to that little blurb. Now, you know, before I get into the episode, I love to do a little life update. I don't really have much going on. I think I am either losing my voice or getting slightly sick. I don't really know, but I can tell it's kind of a strain for me to talk. So hopefully we can get through this episode. We are on 75 hard day 23. Woo. It's, It's been so many days. It's getting to the point where I'm like thinking, am I doing it right? Am I missing things? Like, I'm just starting to get nervous. But I think it's just starting to become a habit. And I love that for me. So yes, day 23. This weekend was homecoming for my school. We did not drink, but we did party. So I love that for us knowing that we are able to do that. This weekend is um, Halloween, and so it's kind of going to be the same thing. These weekends just kind of fell on top of each other, and so I'm just going to be partying and having a good time. All that being said, I don't really have any other life updates. I am just working, trying to keep things in order and be the best me every single day. So... Today's episode is obviously about finding a job after school. I figured it would be fitting because I have a job and I was in school and I know what it's like. So that is what we're going to focus on today. With all that being said, let's get into the episode. So finding that first job after school who is scary it really is 
like I said earlier, this episode is just going to be me walking through you through my experience and how I kind of set myself up to find a job after school, some tips that I have, and just kind of what to expect. I want to start by prefacing this. No one's journey is the same. You might get a job straight out of school. You might find that job six months after school. Just know that if you are actively trying to find that job and applying for different things and trying to start your career, then you are not doing anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with you if you have not found it yet. All you can do is set yourself up for success and let God do the rest. That's really all you can do. And he will. Trust me. So now I also want to preface that I am not a professional job finder by any means. I've been in my job for five months. I was hired on May 31st. So I've been at this job for five months. And while that might seem like enough time to learn and to become comfortable and to get adjusted, I am literally still learning and I am still uncomfortable. I love my job. I love what I'm doing. But I mean, I'm just not, I'm not there yet. I'm really still learning. I'm, I'm brand new. I wanted to say that because my thought process might be completely different a year from now or five years from now. But I knew I wanted to share what I know now about finding a job because I successfully did it. So it's just kind of like, why wait? I did it. So let me tell you what I did. Also, when I mean find a job, I do mean a big girl job, um, a full-time job, a job that, you know, you kind of went to school for, or a job that is offering you benefits and a 401k. That's what I'm talking about. Not a serving job, not a bartending job, not retail, you know, not even nannying. And I've done all of those things. I'm not shitting on them. I'm just saying like a big girl job. Um, so that's what we're talking about today. Now, before I kind of give you tips and tricks, I just want to give you background on me and my job. So my current position is I am a communication specialist for a school district, the entire school district. It's pretty awesome when you think about it. I do the social media for one. I also control our website. I help plan events. I am working on internal communication things right now. I'm also working on designing some marketing materials, which is something that I'm struggling with. If something happens at one of the schools, I'm the person communicating that to the news, to families, to principals on what to say. I'm I'm doing a lot. I'm all the communication that is happening for the school district. I am a department of one. I do have my boss. He does a very good job, but this isn't really, it's not like his, his field, but yeah, that's what I do. And it's what I went to school for. Essentially it's public relations. I wish that my title was public relations or specialist, but it's fine. It's literally the same thing. Anyways, So I went to school for communication studies twice, once for my bachelor's and once for my master's. I have always wanted to work in public relations 
after I realized I was not going to become a famous actress. My school that I went to did not teach strategic communication in the communications department. They taught marketing in the school of business, but I stuck with communication studies and I fell in love with what I was learning, which is why I went back to school to get my master's. I also went back to school to get my master's because I was not prepared or ready to look for a job in my field because I did not have enough experience. I had only spent about two and a half years in college because I did early college and I was I knew I was not going to be able to find a job at 20 years old without any more experience. So I went back to school and I just graduated with my master's in May and a few months before I graduated this year, that's when I started looking for jobs. I was looking for any job, entry level, mid-level, communications, sometimes sales. I was applying to anything out of sheer panic, to be completely honest. I was stressed out. <clears throat> but as the weeks went by, I started meeting with the career center at my school and I started tweaking my resume. I created a cover letter. I started being intentional with where I was applying. And I started getting specific, but not picky, about the jobs I was applying for. Literally, y'all, by the grace of God, there is no one else to think. By the grace of God, I ended up getting three interviews before the school year ended. And these were not for rinky-dink jobs. These jobs were the real deal. And so I got three interviews. One was with Girls on the Run, an organization that I volunteer with. One was with a college in their diversity, equity, and inclusion department. And then one was with my current job. So one of the interviews, I didn't make it to a second one, which was okay because as they started to kind of explain the job to me, I realized it wasn't kind of fitting with what I wanted what I wanted to do. So I had two others. The other two, I made it to the final round on both of them. I did a final interview with both of them, which meant which meant that I was essentially probably up against about two or three other people. And at that point they were going to pick their final person. So I was feeling very good about this. I was feeling so hopeful. Literally, like two days before my graduation or something, the job that I have now offered me the position. And the other job was taking a while to get back to me. And I was very interested in both of them. But I'm also impatient with everything. I, I don't have any patience, really. And so I couldn't really wait any longer. We had already waited about two weeks. And the other job was still having interviews with the other people. So I took this one. And it wasn't like because I, I didn't want to or anything like that. Like I wanted this job and I wanted to wait out the other job, but I couldn't. And the timing just did not work that way. And so here we are. I ended up with this job. I accepted it before I graduated. And it, it was so weird because when I would envision my graduation party, I used to daydream about my graduation party and I just, I pictured it at a beautiful venue and I looked completely gorgeous 
And I always envisioned myself, you know, telling everyone that I accepted a job, blah, 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 like wherever that job was. But that was just a part of what I envisioned, telling everyone I got that job. So it was just weird that I I did have that job. And by the time my graduation party came around, I was able to do that. So I, I feel like I manifested that. I really do. So anyway, sorry, I don't know why it got, it took me so long to get through that. I couldn't wait any longer. I accepted the job. All that to say, I know exactly what it's like to look and look and look and interview and interview and interview and to get rejected or to get accepted. I know exactly what it's like. Trust me. So let's get into finding that job and preparing to get that job. So first thing I want to talk about is preparing before you graduate school, whether you're in grad school or you are getting your associates or your bachelor's or you're getting a certificate for something or a license, whatever it is, this is the preparation you need to do before you are done with that program and you are actually working or the preparation you need to do before you start applying for jobs. If you're not in school, you can still do this prep. You you need to do this prep. Like all the things I'm going to talk about, you're going to need them. So this is just what that is. So the first thing I'm going to say is to craft and perfect your resume. No resume is perfect, but create a resume. You need a resume. First things first is to just get everything down that you've done. If you're in college, then you need to add all of the relevant things that you did in college to that resume. And I mean every single relevant thing. Keyword relevant, okay? So typically, if you have been in college for four years, there's not really a reason to have anything from high school on that resume. Now, if you were looking for a job and you were a sophomore in college, that's different. But you were a senior, you've been in college for four years, you shouldn't really have that you were on student council in high school on your resume. I'm, I would hope that you have done something else since then. Now, some things you that, that are relevant, you do have on there, especially like years-wise, if you've been volunteering with an organization since you were in high school, then you put that there. But you need to add all the things from college to that resume. If your resume is empty, then you have nothing to show for. And you are trying to sell yourself. You are trying to show that you have had experiences in different areas that will contribute to your work at a job. So you need to have stuff on that resume. If you don't have anything on there, you better start volunteering for something you need to go help out a teacher doing something. You you need to add something to the resume. And we all have something to add on there. If you don't have anything to add, then I don't know what you were doing, truly, honestly. There should be something on there. So I would refrain, like I just said, to, from putting stuff from high school. If it directly correlates, then add it. I've always kept my... PR internship on my resume. I did that when I was a senior in high school 
and I couldn't let it go because it was the only internship experience I had and I wanted to go into PR. So I had, I had to have it on there just to show people, you know, honestly, this is kind of the reason that I want to do PR in the first place. And I do have some experience. So something like that you would put on your resume if it's from high school. This is just a standard rule that I've always been told and I've always lived by is to keep your resume to one page, make the font small if you need to, move some things around if you need to. But if you have so much stuff that you can't fit it all on one page, I mean, go you, but cut some things out because honestly, your employer probably does not care about majority of those things. So you need to put the most important things on one page and fit it on there. The font does not need to be fancy. The font does not need to be huge. Obviously, it shouldn't be tiny, but you need to have enough room to get everything you want to on one page and don't go over. Also, your resume does not need to look fancy, okay? I think a lot of people get caught up with this because when you look up templates, like on Google, um, like Google Docs and stuff, it'll give you a fancy template. But like I just said, we're trying to fit as much stuff as possible onto one sheet of paper. So if you have designs and squares and all this other random crap on there, that's taking up space from putting important things that the employer cares about. So it does not need to be to look fancy. If you want to make it look fancy, be my guest, but it does not make a difference. Do not let someone make you feel bad about your resume because they are theirs is colorful or theirs has their picture on it and yours doesn't. My resume is straight to the point. No gimmicks. My work speaks for itself. So I don't need all of that other stuff. So I just wanted to put that out there because that can, it can get frustrating. It really can. My resume is literally so ugly and I got the job. So it doesn't matter. Ask a teacher to look over it. Ask a friend to look over it. Ask a local business owner to look over it. Literally just get some feedback and do any tweaking that you need to do. These are people that you know, your teacher is probably somebody that's looked at a bunch of resumes. A business owner has also probably looked at a bunch of resumes. And your friends might be able to help you think of some things to put on there. So just get some feedback and make sure you you put it through multiple rounds of feedback. You want it to look as good as possible. Like I said, you want it to speak for itself. So after you get your resume, and you can always update your resume update the dates, update your contact information, but it usually stays pretty much the same once you've added everything and you are starting to look for jobs. Next is to write a cover letter. Now, I am telling you, I'm telling you this because I know, you need to write a cover letter because there are going to be so many jobs that ask for one. And when you are in the middle of applying for jobs, and it's 2 a.m., you are not going to want to write a cover letter for any of them. Some of them say it's optional. Some of them say you have to. You do not want a cover letter to hold you back from being considered from a job. So you need to write one, write it one time. I can't express this enough. You're going to need it. Write one, write a standard one, and tweak it for each job. 
You're going to end up with a lot of copies of it, but that does not matter because you have it and you are able to submit it whenever you need to. So usually in your cover letter, what I did was I talked about some of the things that I was not able to add to my resume. Ah, this is why you don't have two pages in your resume. You have the most important things, but some not everything is going to make it. So in your cover letter, I talked about some things that I couldn't really express in my resume. <clears throat> or I went into more depth about some things on my resume. In almost every single one of my cover letters, I talked about this podcast that I started because I did not put this podcast on my resume. This podcast for me is is a, a passion project. It's not really my job. It is something that helps me learn experience, but it's it's something that I kind of keep to myself unless asked about it. Um, I, I do share it with a lot of people, but I just wasn't putting it on my resume. I also talked about my capstone, which is what I was in the middle of doing when I was applying for jobs, my research project. So I talked about those things because they speak to different skills that I have, different creativity, and also just what I'm currently doing in my life, which was being a grad school student. So start with a template, 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 and then add your own flair to it and, you know, make it yours. And once you have one, you are going to feel so much better about applying to different jobs. Also, for each different job you apply for, if you really want that job, you need to tweak your cover letter to match what the job is asking for. So for a job like this one that I applied for, I did mention my podcast because that speaks to my social media skills and my overall media skills in general with podcasting. For a position, I don't know, if I was applying to be a teacher, I probably would not mention my podcast or I would, but for a different aspect of I'm really into self-improvement. And so I, I, I know what it's like to be a student and to want to push yourself. And I want to be in their corner. So I have a self-improvement podcast that kind of speaks to that. You have to tweak things to fit the job is what I'm saying. So same as before, have someone proofread it over and over and over again until you have a perfect base and then you can just go in and switch things in and out for different jobs. So the next thing that I want to talk about is visiting your career development center if you are in school. If you're not in school, I would say to check out local organizations that help adults gain work skills. There are, I, I've heard of some, I don't know any off the top of my head, but I would definitely check that out and see if, you know, if there's just a local organization or something like that that could help you look over your resume and your cover letter as well. But I say to go to your career center because truly they, they really do help. They are getting paid to help you. And so you should be using them to your advantage. Also, I should have said this at the beginning, like before we you start anything, Go to the Career Development Center. That's where you need to start. Then do your resume. 
then get your cover letter. Start by going there. It really does help, and a lot of students do not take advantage of this opportunity, and and almost every single school offers that for you. Next thing is that before you graduate, even after you've graduated also, if there is ever an opportunity for you to do something you can put on your resume, you need to do it. You would be surprised at how time can fly by and all of a sudden the only thing on your resume is stuff from freshman year, which is three or four years ago. You have to keep adding to your resume. You have to keep building skills and connections that will help you. I cannot express this enough. So I've been a volunteer with Girls on the Run since I was in high school. That for itself is impressive. I'm not here to toot my own horn, but that in itself is very impressive and it looks good on a resume. I I don't know what girl boss came over me when I decided to do this, but I spoke to the organization that is local and I asked them, is there more that I can do? I love being a coach. I love doing that but I want to expand this organization into the city that I'm in. And I just want to know, like, what else can I do? They offered me a board of directors position, and I did not realize the weight that a title like that holds. And now I have it. So I am on the board of directors for the Girls on the Run Greater Piedmont, whoops, Greater Piedmont organization. And It's a great title. It helps. It looks awesome. And I help my friends out because when they volunteer at 5Ks and you put that on your resume, not just because I'm your friend, but you helped me out. So I'm going to help you out. And so that's, I mean, that's networking in a sense. Anyways, all that to say, you need to do things. My friends have volunteered with me at these 5Ks. They've helped out a lot. You can put that on your resume. You know, there's so many things. Me and... Another friend of mine, we led a, it was, it was weird. We, we led like a, a support group type of thing. I don't know why we even did that, but we were able to put it on our resumes. We were, and you best believe we did. So any opportunities, anything, you need to, to do that and you need to put it on your resume. <clears throat> now, now that you have everything on paper, in order, your ducks are in a row, it's time to actually start applying. There are a lot of different platforms to apply on. I used LinkedIn a lot. I used ZipRecruiter some. I used Glassdoor some. I used Handshake. And then honestly, just Googling the sites will help you so much. And company websites. You would be surprised at at how many... Jobs are available on company websites that you don't see when you're searching on like a job board. So just be sh- be sure to look everywhere now. You look everywhere, every crevice. You turn over every stone and you apply for those jobs. Also, don't get lazy. Stay cognizant and stay alert of your applications and what you are applying for. I know you are applying for 50 million thousand. I get it but you don't want to miss an email or a phone call for something that could have 
potentially turn into an interview. Also, don't be too picky. You need to get your foot in the door, so apply, apply, apply. I'm not saying to take anything, but don't be too picky. We all want to make a lot of money, but the reality is that if you have no experience and you're not a genius or an inventor of something spectacular, you are going to make a normal amount of money like everyone else. And that's just how it is. And it's okay. You are still making money. You can work your way up to the big bucks. Like you can and you will. I know I will. That's my plan. But, you know, don't get caught up on, oh, this job only pays this and that. It pays, doesn't it? But also don't sell yourself short. You need to make enough money to survive and then a little bit more. And a lot of places have plenty of money to pay you. And if you deserve it, they will pay you. I did not try to negotiate my salary for this job. First of all, I was scared to. Second of all, it was $1,000 above my minimum that I wanted to get paid. Like, if a job was going to pay me this amount, I'm going to take it. If it was going to pay me under, then I was going to negotiate. That's not what happened here. So I did not do that. And it's fine. Also, before you interview for a job, you know, you're getting your calls back because you look good on paper. Then you have to show them you really are as good as you look. So before your interview, you need to practice. I cannot express this enough. I thought I was going to be okay without practicing for my interviews and immediately once I started practicing with my teacher I was like oh my gosh this is so bad so you need to practice it's going to help you feel confident and it's gonna help you know what to say you have to know what to say y'all I'm I'm so I mean you will be surprised if somebody asks you a question that you're gonna get asked in an interview you are gonna blink so you need to know what to say I'm the type of person, I'll start rambling, I'll get off track, and I will ultimately lose confidence in my answer and myself, and that will kill the interview. When I'm prepared and I've practiced, I feel unstoppable. So ask a friend, ask a teacher, ask someone to practice with you, and don't be embarrassed to answer those questions as if they are the interviewer. You need a job, and other people can help you articulate your thoughts better. So... Don't be afraid to ask them for help. So the next thing is to affirm yourself that you can do it, that you are deserving of the position that you are going for, and that you've got it. Because you do. You do. And, and you know, you are going to interview for so many jobs. You're going to apply to so many jobs, and so many of them are going to say no. And we can talk about later trying to be the best and killing your competition. But sometimes it's hard to stay in that mindset and and it can be discouraging. So just remember that you can do it and you are deserving of the position that you want. You are deserving and you have the skills to do that. Somebody just needs to realize that and hire you. Next thing is don't settle. We all want a job, but do not settle for something you know you do not want to do. You should have some type of interest 
or experience or else you're going to be miserable at your job and you deserve to be happy. Like I said, I know we all want money, but I, I'm the type of person, I will put my mental health before whatever else is going on. If I'm going to go crazy, I'm going to take a break. I don't need that check that bad. I need my sanity. So, you know, don't sell yourself short and don't settle. You deserve to have what you want. So now that you have your job, here are some tips and just some things to expect to help you be more successful in your position. And these are things that I'm also still learning and that I need to apply. So first things first, dress the part. So this is where I struggle. Some days I look freaking adorable. Some days I look freaking terrible. I need to continue to build my wardrobe and I also need to wake up in time to get ready. But dress the part. If you look good, you are going to feel good. That speaks for itself. Next is to seek out professional development opportunities. Seek them out. Connect with people who have a similar job as you. Go to conferences. Do your own research. If you want to be good at what you do, you have to work hard and you have to gain the experience. While that takes time, you can also expedite that time by working on yourself and actively doing it. I am so excited. I'm going to a conference for my job next week. I cannot believe it. And I can't wait. I've just, ever since I've gotten out of grad school, I have been looking for ways to be better. I've been looking for ways to learn because I know that's the only way I'm going to get better. Like grad school really turned me into a learner. Like I need more. So I'm excited to do these things and to learn about my career. Next is to don't be sensitive. Do not be sensitive to feedback. Take what you need from people and apply it and keep going. Keep this at the forefront of your mind. Your ultimate goal is to be better. I don't care what those people think about me. I don't care what they say about me. Obviously, I want them to say good things. Like, okay, we do care what people think about us. But if somebody gives you feedback and you receive it in a way that you feel like they might feel some type of way about you, no, there's no time to think about that. Think about how that feedback can help you become better and keep going. Because with a job, you kind of realize you are working with so many different types of people. Not everybody is sweet and nice and sweetie. No. Some people are straight to the point and they say what they mean and they mean what they say and that's okay. You have to take that and keep going. Next is to don't overwork yourself. Because seriously, think, do you get paid enough to overwork? No, you do not. Enjoy your experience and always build towards your future. This is the first step of many, and that is extremely exciting. So just take it all in and think about where you are going to be a year from now. It's going to be freaking awesome. And lastly, whether you have your job or not, do not be too hard on yourself. Every single person I talk to about myself and my job and how I'm feeling, they tell me to give myself grace. I am not a pro. 
I just started. There is so much you don't know and so much that you have to learn. So just remember that and enjoy the journey. All right. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. I really do hope it helps you. I am telling you, it is going to be okay. You are going to find that job. I was so blessed to get the job that I got. I, I Such a blessing. It's exactly what I want. Is it exactly where I want? Maybe not. But it is exactly what I want. And everything truly worked out the way that it needed to. And so keep your head up and always put your best foot forward and you are going to be recognized for your hard work. Trust me. So good luck on your job search. And I hope you have a great rest of your day or your night, whatever you have going on. And I will catch you on the flip.